My name is Brent Heisman. I pastor at Centerpoint Church in Marion, Ohio, which is just about 45 minutes north of here. Um, you are in supernatural mentoring. Um, if, if you're surprised by that, then you may need to look at your schedule. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm prepared to teach on. And really, you asked that question, what is supernatural mentoring? Our goal today is to discover how to provide safe, healthy, and accountable opportunities for disciples to increase in the effectiveness of their spiritual gifts. So we're going to do a little bit of teaching. We're also going to be um, actually um, allowing you to participate in discovering, using, modeling a little bit of what it might look like at your church um, to create a an environment in a, in a um, maybe a small group setting um, for people to discover, understand, and um, effectively use their spiritual gifts. So let's, let's open up with prayer. Can we do that? Hallelujah. King Jesus, we bless your name. We thank you so much. God, I, I thank you that you are in us and around us, filling us, overwhelming us. Lord, I just rejoice in what's going to happen in these classrooms on Monday because the people of God have been here Saturday. This is bless. I bless this school. I bless the students. I thank you, God, that we know that your presence is stronger than any other presence, that your light is greater than, than any darkness. God, that, that your word is more powerful and more truthful than any other message that's given out there, Lord. And you're drawing all men unto you. We thank you for that. We thank you that you're speaking to our hearts. Open up our minds. God, we give you our, our minds. We give you our hearts. We give you our spirit, our emotions, our, our bodies today. All that is within me, we give to you, Lord. We ask that you fill our heads with your, with your thoughts, fill our hearts with your emotions. And Lord Jesus, Help us to see the arsenal that you've given us from heaven. God, we're not, it's not just flesh and blood and, and the, the works of, of, of what we as humans can do. But, Lord, you've given us supernatural assistance from heaven. And so we, we just want to say thank you for that. Increase our awareness of the giftings you give us and... Help us to be more effective in their use. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on in. Welcome, welcome. There are handouts on either side, and they're, um, this, also it is uploaded to your schedule with a, an electronic copy. So take a few minutes to just give some content and some background um, the, the context of the gifts, we find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. We found it interesting um, just the way the Greek word for the common good looks. That's simphero. Um, it's it's um, different and complementary gifts together led by the Holy Spirit for the collective good. Um, I've probably taken a little bit of liberty, but because it sounds so much like our um, uh, English word symphony, 
I like to think of the spiritual gifts as they need to be in the context of a spirit-led symphony. Just th think about that for a minute. Um, all different expressions led by the Holy Spirit um, in unity, not, not all saying the same thing, but every, you, you, those of you that know music, um, a lot of different musical parts, a lot of different musical instruments, but they blend it together um, to create something better than could have been created by themselves. And the, heart, the heartbeat of God behind His Holy Spirit's work in the body of Christ um, is to make something beautiful happen when we're together that um, lifts us uh, towards the will of God, the heartbeat of God, and edifies and builds up. So come on, you're, you're okay. There's varieties of the gifts. We, we read on, and you are probably pretty familiar with the Corinthian gift list. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. And to another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. I thank God for, um, I mentioned that earlier, for his arsenal. That's, that's a, it's a, an arsenal from heaven. They're gifts for us, not for us to be afraid of, not for us to concentrate on um, what, what could happen if they're not used right. Certainly, if, if you're thinking about it um, as, as instruments for us to accomplish something in a, in, uh, for the good of the Lord, um, you know, um, in, a, in the symphony sen um, sense, practice makes perfect. And so there, there is, there is a, a sense that we have to help the church um, grow in their competency, in their effectiveness with the gift, gifts of the Spirit. And I'm just telling you that when I, when I started preaching, um, I wasn't quite as good as I am today, and I'm still hoping to be better. Um, I, I got better speaking in front of people by doing it a lot. Um, and we have to create environments where if we want people to be effective in um, using spiritual gifts, not only on Sunday morning, but in their prayer time, in, in, um, in the marketplace, with their families, on the way to work, um, in preparation for something that's going to happen or not going to happen at work. Um, we, we've got to give them the opportunity to be immersed in, in a culture where they experience the gifts of the Spirit operating around them, moving around them. They're, they're, moving, they're, they're being used through them. And they need a lot of, they need a lot of time. So we've got, to, we've got to create an environment. And I think sometimes um, we try to do that just on Sunday morning. And um, I think we certainly want the expression of the gifts um, in all of our gatherings, 
I think if you're trying to change a culture, you, you start with a smaller group than with a big crowd. And so part of what you'll, you'll hear me say as we get into the practical side is we're going to talk about creating a, um, a, a safe small group environment that will um, make the Sunday morning and the Monday morning expression healthy and, and people, will, people will start using the weapons God's given them, the gifts God's given them. Um, so the gifts enhance the purposes of the Holy Spirit. Always remember that. Why do I need the gifts of the Spirit? Because they enhance the purpose of God. I don't need those gifts. Yes, you do. <laughs> you need those gifts because they are given to you by God to enhance his purposes. What are the purposes of the Holy Spirit? The first of all is he wants to wed our heart to God. And, and, our, and, 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 and to God's heart for others. As our heart is wed to God's heart, then we can begin to understand his heart for other people. That really is a, my description of what the great commandment is. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I can't really love you like I need to unless um, I am wedded to the heart of God for you. I need to see you like God sees you. And, and the gifts of the Spirit, hear me, oftentimes the gifts of the Spirit will reveal God's heart for people, right? So why do we need that? Well, if we're going to minister to people, if we're going to witness to people, why don't we, you know, it, it's, it's critical for us to be comfortable with God speaking to us about the people that the Father sent his son to die for. And so I want that um, insider advice. I want heaven to download um, what he knows and what I should know, what he feels and what I should feel, to give me direction, give me, give me a, a, a little bit of a step ahead, um, and then to be able to minister to people effectively because I am just called to be a spokesperson for God. Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father saying, and I only do what I see the Father doing. That simplifies my job. And I complicate it all the time, but it, he really made it simple, simple. If I would just recognize that my job is just to say what the Father's saying. And if you don't agree with it, you know, that's not on me so much, right? And I, and I, and I learned to hear his heart for that as I spend, spend time with him and as I recognize the activity of the Spirit through his gifts in, in my life. Um, so not only is it to wet our heart to God and to God's heart for others, but... It's, those gifts are to motivate, empower, and equip us to effectively carry out the mission of God. The mission of God is, is shared several different places in the New Testament. Jesus specifically said, my mission is to seek and save that which is lost. Elsewhere he said that he has come to destroy the works of the devil. Um, we're, we know that the Great Commission um, calls us to go into all the world, preach the gospel. If you combine 
the different um, versions of the Great Commission, as we would call them, make disciples of all nations, baptize them, teach them to obey, drive out demons, cure diseases, proclaim the kingdom, heal the sick. And I, I want to take a moment there just to read those passages to you to remind you. Jesus said to them, Mark 16, 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Luke 9, 1 and 2 and 6, when Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and, cure, and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so they went out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and at the ends of the earth. Acts 1 eight. So the gifts are given to us to connect us to God, to connect us to God's heart for people, and to empower us and equip us to effectively carry out his mission. What's, what's God's mission? God, God created a race of humankind in his image. And for some reason, we thought God was holding out on us. And we looked for help somewhere else. We wanted, we believed the lie that maybe um, God was withholding something from us and we wanted knowledge outside of the knowledge we could get from God. And so we walked away from God. The first redemptive act that I see in the book of Genesis is the father going after me. I'm going to put me in there because I'm not going to blame it on Adam. But I'm walking away from God and God is coming after me. Brent, Brent, where are you? And he has spent the treasure of heaven to create us. And he is spending the treasure of heaven to find us, redeem us, and bring us back home. That's the Father's heart. He loves you. He loves us. And, and I really believe that the gifts that God gives us are designed to help us appreciate that not only for ourselves, but for um, our responsibility now to be the best Jesus we can be in bringing lost people back to Christ. So um, that's a little bit of... Uh, the background, the content from Scripture. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something that we have done um, in our ministry now for, I don't know, it's probably been over 10 years. Um, purposefully, intentionally creating a, a small group um, that's designed for people to be able uh, to grow in being able to hear from God clearly, understand how to pray, um, and understand um, that, that God is always speaking to us. We just need to tune in to hear what he's saying. 
and then understand a little bit more about how the gifts work, what, what, that, what that feels like for, for God to, to use me in the gifts of the Spirit. And so I think a small group that's invitational, um, depending on where you are at in, with the group of people that you invite, um, opening, opening it up to just everybody and having a theological argument probably doesn't get you ahead of the game. I'm not saying you can't have a class to correct some things, but I would say from just my experience is, is find a group of the willing and the teachable so that you can begin to create the culture in that, in that group that when other people come, um, uh, you're, able, you're able to make progress. Um, so ask the Holy Spirit who, who should be uh, a part of that, of that group if you're just starting it. It needs to be relational. <coughs> the reason why pastors are stepping away from the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the church is because it's difficult to correct somebody you don't have a relationship with. And quite frankly, even if you have a relationship with them, it's difficult to correct them. And it's really difficult, even when you have a relationship with somebody, to correct them in public. And if the only expression of the gifts the church ever hears is one on Sunday morning, I don't know about you, but I'm probably not the guy, after I see somebody not get it right, going to jump up and try that. Um, and so, so we, be, because we try um, to... Um, I guess I should say it this way. Because we failed to disciple people in the gifts, it makes, we, we, we try to corral it on a Sunday morning. Um, so I have, I have found that the purity of the expression of the gifts has, has increased on Sunday morning and in the marketplace because of the relational prayer groups. Um, they need to be teachable. They need to be accountable. Um, can I throw you under the bus, Trevor? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I was waiting for it. <laughs> so, so Mark, Mark may remember this. Um, several years back when Trevor first came to the Lord, um, we were in one of these prayer times, and he, he, he was excited going after God with everything he had. And um, his, his wife was receiving prayer and he was insistent on giving words of knowledge to his wife that were corrective <laughs> and, and, and making her really uncomfortable where she was going to kill him if I didn't get him out of the room. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, I just took him aside and I said, Trevor, I love you, but you need to understand she's not receiving that. What you may be saying is true, but there's there's a, there's a point where you have to use wisdom in that. Um, you have to have relationships with people that you can do that and then not have him leave the church. And that, that doesn't happen unless you spend time with people. Um, if I, I could name a hundred people right now to you that if I did that to them, they'd leave my church because I don't have a relationship with them. So, um, uh, by the way, I learned greatly from that. So, 
<laughs> he, he is, he, I, I tell you what, the cool thing, the cool thing about this young man is he hears from God, I would say, more purely and just every day than anybody that I know. And it doesn't matter where we're at, God will drop a word in his life just to say something to somebody. And he'll say that, and that person will just go, they'll either be weeping or go blown away. How did you know that? It's ministry. And he makes me look bad. <laughs> so so there's, there's hope. There's hope. They can, they, they can learn and grow. But, but setting that teaching, relational, accountable. So... I like to say it this way. I don't know that I do this all the time because you can't do this with everybody. But I, I, I picture when, when Jesus corrects me, he puts me in a headlock, rubs my head, and say, I love you, Brent, but that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's, he's redirecting me, but he loves me. And I think people need to feel that from us. And, and um, it's... So, so developing that type of a culture in a, in a prayer setting, in a prayer group setting. Now, let me say something else. Because we were intentional about the way we did our, our mentoring and our, 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 our spiritual discipleship, supernatural mentoring, how, what are you going to call it? Because we were intentional about the way we prayed and because we were intentional about the way we ministered to and we, we, we set that, that stage, our prayer meetings continued for years. I, I, I'm guessing still on Monday nights. It's been over 10 years, and um, it, was, it was not uncommon for us to have 15, 20, 25 people in a church that was running about 85 or 100 people. And they would not leave. These people would not leave. Um, and <laughs> right, Jessica? <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna model what a little bit of what that group looks like, and then um, give you an opportunity to hear from God. And maybe at least one context. I don't know how much time we'll have. Um, lunch went long, so we'll do at least do in one context, so you can kind of get a feel of what that looks like. Um, 
So it, it need, we need to challenge people to grow. We need to challenge people um, to say it, do it, and live it like Jesus. Um, so as we are getting ready to model this, keep the description of the gifts there in front of you. This may work for you. It may not. But um, I, I, wrote it, I wrote it down um, as instruments and tools for, for us to accomplish God's purpose. So in this room, God wants to bring your heart closer to him. And he wants to share his heart for the people in this room. That's always the case. So in the next few minutes, that's going to happen. God's going to reveal his heart to you. And he's going to reveal his heart for the people in this room. And God loves the church. He, he wants to reveal his heart about the people outside of the church. And he'll do that. But the people in this room are extraordinarily valuable to the king. And he's going to use some of you to be an encouragement to one another. Um, because that's how God does that. Is he, is he lays his heart bare for me so that I can know his heart for you. And that's what it's about. It's just it's, it's sharing that. And so some of you, God has a mission for you. Every, every one of us, but there's a specific, there's some specific things that you've been asking God for. And God's going to give you some insight in what those next steps are. There's some things that some of you are tangled up with that he wants to untangle you today. And in, in the process of, of us just seeking his face and then sharing what we hear God saying, um, God's going to move us down the road because every time we're together, that's his goal. His goal is to grow us. His goal is to, give, to get us closer to him. His goal is to, to unite us together and then, and then fit us together as a, as a powerful uh, working machine to accomplish his purposes in the earth. And so um, there's wisdom he's going to give you. You believe that? <laughs> I, I, I believe that. He, his, he actually says, if you lack wisdom, ask. And I will give it. And if you doubt, you're a double-minded person. He scolds you if you doubt. I know he'll give you wisdom. He'll give us wisdom. The gifts of the Spirit uh, allow us knowledge. The, he gives us secret, secrets and spiritual intelligence to help us succeed. Think about that for a minute. He wants you to have a heads up. You, you are the most, if you understood this, you are the most valuable person in your workplace. Because you're, you, you have access just, just through prayer, just through asking the king. You have access for wisdom to accomplish his mission. You have ac access to facts that no one else knows. They, it's not because you're brilliant. It's not because you studied them. It's, not, it's because sometimes God just drops them in your head. He wants to give you the gift of faith to help you believe things that you don't have the ability to believe for. But all of a sudden, it rises up inside of you. And you know that you know that you know that you know. Gifts of healing. To capture the hearts of people with the kindness of the Father. Some of you need to know that Jesus loves you and he cares about the suffering in your body. 
He does. You're a, you're a whole person. He really does care whether you have a headache or not. He cares about the diagnosis that the doctor's given you. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? There's sometimes I just have to tell my body, body, don't you know what you were put on earth for? You were, you were, you were put on earth to help Brent fulfill the mission of God, so straighten up and do right. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Get with it. And, and I, I say that to give you the passion and the heart for God's passion for healing. Is God, God, wants, God wants our whole being immersed in all of this. And, and, and because I can't function on this planet without a, batter, uh, without a body or a battery either anymore. <laughs> um, without a body. If I don't have a body, guess what? Hasta la vista, baby. We'll see you in heaven. So I, as long as I'm here, in order for me to accomplish what God wants me to do, I need supernatural provision for this tent that's physical. It is important. It is kissed by God. Remember, he created the stuff that he gathered together, and it was his breath that he blew into it. Your body's important. God loves to heal people. That's his heart. You hearing me? Okay, I know you know that, but I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to, to help us. Energizing miracles. The, the Greek literally <coughs> has that context. They're energizing miracles. Um, Prophecy, words directly from our heavenly commander-in-chief. Discerning of spirits, uncover subterfuge. Sometimes we just need to know that the devil's afoot. And it's, it's helpful to have um, intelligence for that. Different kinds of tongues to edify and strengthen you and build you up. Can, can I say this to those of you that wonder about the importance of praying in the spirit or praying in tongues praying in tongues is something that god's given you that edifies your spirit uh -huh. and some people say well if it just edifies me it's not important wait a minute wait a minute i can only give away what i have and so i do need to take care of me brent needs to be edified so i pray in the spirit a lot i i need God to build me up. I need God to fill me with this. I need to hear his heart for me. And the thing I love about praying in the spirit is that I can pray in the spirit and think in English and do something at the same time. I am a multitasker par excellence when I'm praying in the spirit. It's so good. One of my mentors said, praying in the spirit is like reaching up into heaven into the unknown and bringing down the heart of God for something that is now known. It's good stuff. Why? Some people say, I'm freaked out by that. Why wouldn't you not want that? Right? Right? Not to mention that, what does he want? He wants control of this. Yes. He, he really, he wants to baptize this to a place that, that you're not thinking about what you're saying all the time. You're letting him speak through you. And so in a public setting, you're going to probably, in, in a small group setting, you're going to probably hear us speak in tongues. Does all that need to be interpreted? No, it doesn't all need to be interpreted because we are praying in the Spirit. But there may come an interruption with a, with a, a, a tongue that, that is a message for the church. 
and, and that, that will need to be interpreted. And so there's a difference there, okay? You get that. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, you speak in tongues. When, when you pray in the Spirit, you, you pray in, or you sing in the Spirit, you pray in tongues, you pray in the Spirit, or sing in, the, in, in tongues. When, when you give a gift that needs a, a message in tongues, it needs an interpretation, it's more of in a public setting. So, that makes sense? Okay. All right, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you to stand with me, because if I keep talking, you're going to go to sleep. Now remember, if you need to go back to that, this group we have is relational, teachable, <laughs> accountable, growing, and challenging. So, so I, I'm confident that, that you, will, you will do that with me, um, that you will be all those things. And so here, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and then we're going to do it, and then we'll coach you a little bit, um, and then we'll do it again. How's that? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take just a few minutes, and we're going to thank God that he has gifts for us. Okay? And, and the way we're going to thank God is, is I'm not going to lead you in prayer, and you're going to go, yes, Pastor, that's a great prayer. We're going to, like on Sunday mornings when the band gets up and begins to play, we're going to lift our voices, and we're all going to go after God, telling God thanks. Okay? You don't have to follow anybody. Uh, what's the purpose of that is... We need to thank God enough to get our faith in the right place. And Thanksgiving, if you're struggling with faith, thank God. And here's, here's a very simple deal. God, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about my job. So this is what you do. God, I thank you that you gave me this job in the first place. I thank you that if, that if I need another one, you're going to give me another one. I thank you, Lord, that you are, you are bigger than my job, that you're, you're going you're gonna to cut a check for me regardless. You just thank him. And all of a sudden, your faith is like... Okay? Because you, you aren't going to be any worldly, or earthly good, any heavenly good, I should say, to anybody if you don't have any faith. And a lot of times we pray out of obligation and obedience, maybe, and not out of faith. So we, we really want to, so we're going to thank God for a period of time. When I, when I sense that rising in the room, I, I will feel your faith. You're going to feel the faith of people around you. If that's freaking you out for a minute, just, just hang loose. It'll be okay. I promise it'll be a good experience. We're not going to kill anybody, all right? Um, you can participate as much as, you know, as little as you want to. Um, but, but there's going to be an uproar here in a minute, I could tell. Uh, so we're going to thank God, and then we're going to begin declaring. So we're thanking God that he's got spiritual gifts for us, that God is giving them to us in greater measure. We're going to declare that over us. We're going to declare it over the church. We're going to declare it over the, the, the state of Ohio. Because if we're going to plan all these churches and raise up all these disciples and leaders, man, we're going to need supernatural assistance. So we're going to declare it to be done. All right? And then we're going to just take a moment and we're going to listen. We're going to, we're going to say, what's God saying to you? And that's going to be your cue to begin to share what God's saying. Okay? And so the, it may be a full-blown because you're mature in the gifts. It may be an, ex, an expression of the gifts. It may just be, well, I think God's saying this. I just want you to know we've, we've got an executive presbyter in the room. He's okay with this. If you don't get it right, the two of us will beat you to a pulp. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you'll be fine. We'll take care of it. No, we love you. This is, this is a safe place. Okay? This is Pastor Dave Gross, if you don't know him, and his dear wife, Kay. Love them. Honored that they're in this room today because they, they go after the Holy Spirit and really love the Lord with all their hearts. So, so we'll take some time to hear from God, um, and then we may be a little bit more specific about asking about some specific gifts if we have the time. Brent, okay. Brent, just break the water since you brought me into this. Woo. First Corinthians fourteen forty uh, says, "But all things must be done properly and in an orderly manner." And I think the Holy Spirit is saying, "Let all things be done." <laughs> that, that, that many of you. Um, you're so concerned about doing things right that you That's don't good. do them at all. That's good. And I think the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, do them. Amen. Woo! Amen. All right. We, so, so we already got primed. There's, there's a word of, of wisdom and knowledge and encouragement from the Lord and exhortation. Can we thank Him that He's got, he's got great gifts for us? Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you and bless you and praise you. You're a good gift giver. You're a good gift giver, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 There's a treasure trove of gifts for us in heaven. Hallelujah. 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 What a good king. What a good God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, there's gifts for the bride. There's gifts for Ohio. You're gonna equip us, God. You're gonna empower us. You're gonna wed us to the heart of the master. God, you're gonna give us passion and compassion for people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you for those gifts. We thank you for those gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's shift and begin to declare that those gifts are coming to us in greater measure. Thank you, Father, that you're bringing the gifts to Ohio. Hallelujah. We declare that, God, they're becoming more polished and more competent in their use of the gifts. They're becoming more effective in the use of their gifts, more comfortable. God, I thank you that there is a supernatural upgrade that's coming to the body of Christ. I declare it over this bride. I declare it over the church of Jesus Christ. I declare it over this room, Lord, that there are going to be people that are, that are empowered to be used by the gifts of the Spirit that have never done that before. In Jesus' name, you're going to baptize people, the Holy Spirit, that have never been baptized before. You're going to move in their lives in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I declare, I declare there's going to be a gift of healing today. I declare there's going to be a gift of healing today. I sense there's faith. I sense there's faith. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. 
I'm going to ask you just to, to, you can continue to pray underneath your breath and go after God. That's good. But I want, I want to hear as we've been crying out to God, what's God saying to you? And let's, let's just keep it to short phrases, um, n- nothing five minutes long, you know, but just what's God saying to you? Your faith is going to draw others to the kingdom of God. Your faith will over your faith will override their unbelief so that when you begin to speak and begin to pray for people, people are going to come into the kingdom. Amen. 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 Can, can we thank him that he's overwhelming us with faith to make up for the deficit that other people, they don't have enough, but there's enough, there's enough faith in heaven for them. Jesus, we just thank you for that. That God, we're going to be able, we're going to be able to be dispensaries, God, for hope and life and faith. God, because of what you're doing in us, God, we're going to believe for greater things that others can't believe. Because that's what the church is supposed to be, God. We declare that over this church. We declare that over our lives. And we thank you that that's increasing. Jesus. 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 Somebody else. Somebody else. What, what are you hearing from the Holy Spirit? What are you, maybe you're seeing something. Let's take a moment to just declare that like little kids at Christmas time, Jesus' church are going to open his gifts. Jesus, I just speak that over the church in Ohio. That we're just so overwhelmed and excited about what you are doing that, God, we're just going to tear those gifts open. Yes, kid. <laughs> when, we, when we started praying, I, I just sensed strongly God would love to heal somebody today. Amen. So if you, if you have a physical need or a, 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 you want God to heal you, would you just make your way to, to the middle here? Anybody? You've got a need. You, you, God's prompting you. There's faith in your heart. Who wants a free gift? Carla, that's you're good. You're good. Anybody else? You want a, you want a gift. Amen. Amen. So as we were praying, now I'm going to ask. How, how many of you just feel 
um, from God a, a special passion, and whatever word you want to call it, anointing. Uh, just there's something about you. You want to pray. You want to pray for. You want to. Be, you want God to use you in the gift of healing. If that's you, would you come and gather around John and Carla? Who else? So some of you come around the front side, too. Okay. So what, what, is, what is it that, um, why don't you come and anoint them? You, you anoint them. Well, Carla, sweetheart, is there something you can share with us? Yes. Um, I have a back issue and, and arthritis in my knees. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anybody have a word of knowledge for that? You, you had it already, didn't you? And what, John, what would you like? Quicken your healing. Amen. 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 So, so as, you, as you pray, I want you to pray and listen. And so we're going to pray for a bit. We're going to see what God's doing. And then we're going we're to see what God's saying. And, and you, you, you help us too, brother. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you, King. Thank you, King. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. You're recreating backs. You're recreating backs, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the miracle. Thank you, Lord, that you're recreating. It needs to be recreated in his arm. Thank you for the healing process in Jesus' name.
Okay, thank you. <laughs> Lord, I just thank you right now for being, being realigned in the name of Jesus. Thank you, King. Total restoration. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Total restoration. Hallelujah. Total restoration. So, so John and Carla, what's God doing? Help, help us a little bit. <laughs> well, I want to take it out of here and lift it up, but I'm a little cautious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right, man. That's okay. Bless you, John. You'll know. You'll know. Bless you, John. Yes, You'll you know. will. Carla, what about you, sweetheart? <laughs> yeah, I could feel I it. <laughs> Amen. That's funny because I've had trouble with this left ankle for about a week now. And just like, I couldn't really like walk. It was like arthritis and I couldn't bend it. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going anyway. I don't Amen. care what you say, devil. I'm going. Amen. <laughs> I actually feel better. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Is the pain completely gone? Yeah. I see them as like the infirmary yeah. and the equipment room of the army. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was funny because on the way here, he asked people in the car, you know, and we're like, no. He's like, well, for somebody at the conference. And <laughs> so. Yeah. That's how he is. And anybody else uh, around you just sensing something from the Lord that will bring insight maybe for John and Carla while we're praying? Do you? hear, see something, um, have an impression. Oftentimes, that's where it starts. I tell people, you can hear from God always, but you got to look to Jesus. And, and some of it just starts with, Jesus, what are you doing? I mean, that's as simple as it is. I don't know, it just, just reminded me of Sunday at church after communion, because we do communion in kind of a weird way, but they, uh, this couple came up, and Maddie, she, she's had some hand issues big old uh, like a lump in her in her thumb and stuff and she came in with a cast and all that and we we prayed over her right after communion she went and she left the church with no cast on amen, amen. so he's it, let it stir your faith that he is able and willing yes, to yes. dramatic real yeah. healing yeah. right now yes. healing can happen immediately eventually and gradually exactly. in yeah. people's lives I mean it's yeah. It, it, why he does it immediately, I don't know. I don't have an answer why he does it gradually. I don't have an answer, but I've seen him do things eventually. I've prayed for people 15 times. And at the 15th time, when I wanted to give up last time praying for him, they get healed. Amen. Amen. I think it was like three or about a month ago, you and Pastor Jimmy prayed yeah. for my back. And it happened a little bit. But the next morning, it had been hurting for a long time. But the next morning, I woke up, and I haven't had pain since. So, so, so you're you're hearing because these these guys have been together and they've been with me for a while. You you kind of get the flavor of what what that group could look like. Mm-hmm. I, and I have found that everybody wants wants to be prayed for. They're most I don't know, Carla. When's the last time you've had this many people pray for you? For you know. Um, and, and, and it, might be, it might have been yesterday, but a lot of times people haven't had anybody pray for them um, for a long time. And so it meets a need. It, 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 I counsel a whole lot less because God, <laughs> God's touching people. 
and it gives it gives time to share, build relationships. There's nothing better than th this type. Th this is what we used to do when I was a kid in the altars. It's just that we don't have a place to do it sometimes, and and so if if it's not going to work on Sunday morning when everybody's going to lunch, create those spaces that it will, and it will. The hunger will eventually cause that to break out on Sunday morning. People won't want to go home. Yes, Carla. Um, I'm sure everybody in here has witnessed or had a miracle happen, but this might raise your faith. Um, I can't go into detail, but I can tell you right now, I'm a walking, talking miracle. I was going to die, and I was nice to you for three three days. And the doctors even, my doctor even said that, that I'm very likely to be here, that I'm normal and healthy and not have some mental problems and some damage to my brain. And so... I have a miracle. I see yeah. a miracle. Yeah, Carla. So you're looking at a miracle. So if anybody Amen. tells you that miracles can't happen, they do. Amen. They really do. Can you Amen. tell your story? Um, I was not here last year. Unfortunately, I was in Cleveland Clinic. Um, I was born with a very rare heart defect and had several surgeries. And about a year and a half ago, um, my heart started to go in and out of rhythm. And um, through a series of procedures, it got to a point where it wasn't staying in rhythm. So they put in a pacemaker in February, hoping that that would work. It didn't. And so then we were faced with the decision of, more or less, hands forced, we had to have a heart transplant. And so, by God's grace, 125 days in the clinic, um, my mom and dad had went home, so they spent most of the time at the hospital with me. They were going to leave me there by myself. And they went home for a couple hours to take care of stuff at home, and the clinic called and said, we think we have the perfect heart. So I went for them to call me back and they had to do some more testing to confirm. And she said, it is the perfect heart. We're going to do it. And so I immediately called mom and dad and I said, and mom was in the beauty shop and dad was in a cubicle. Um, so when I could finally have a hold of mom, I told her, I said, pack a suitcase, come back to Cleveland. And so in, on May 18th, Hallelujah. Amen. Strong, healthy. We love you, Jessica. Pastor Jessica, we love you. Amen. That's what they said when I was there in February, looking through all the tests and everything. They said, this is normal. This is normal. This shouldn't be normal. Expect the heart to be enlarged at this point after a transplant. Not, it's Amen. normal. Come on. Yeah. Pressures were normal. So it's it's about time for us to move out. But my word of encouragement to you is, um, if nothing else, you may not be the decision maker, but if nothing else, find one or two like-minded people, and get together, and and just spend some time thanking the Lord. Um, declare what you thanked him for. Listen to the Holy Spirit and then pray for each other. 
and um, I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to grow and the church is going to be blessed and uh, people may not completely understand it, but they will count their blessings. You've done it. <laughs> so God bless you.